Republican North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore, one of the state's most powerful lawmakers, has been accused of having a three-year sexual affair with a state employee. Scott Lassiter, an assistant school principal in Raleigh, has filed an alienation of affection lawsuit against Moore. Lassiter alleges his marriage with his wife Jamie was ruined by the affair. She has a job that was created by the North Carolina legislature. Both Moore and the woman deny the allegation. To talk more about the whole situation, there's a lot of unknowns here, but there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. I bring on Chris Cooper. He's a political science professor at Western Carolina. Chris, thanks for being back on the show. Yeah, always enjoy talking. This is very intriguing, partially because, uh, for me at least, because Scott Laster uh, has been fairly regularly on this show, especially every Wednesday. Uh, This is the day he typically would be on the program. So it's very interesting that this one uh, really kind of hits home here. But the the big fact here is that North Carolina allows lawsuits for alienation of affection. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, right? So not every state allows these. Um, There's a really good piece in the Assembly this week, as well as one, I think, in the News and Observer. sort of talks about the roots of this really kind of strange law. But exactly like you said, we're not like most states. Essentially, if uh, your spouse cheats on you, and you can say, hey, it's because of this, uh, this affair. You can essentially blame the other person and say they're responsible for the downfall of my marriage. You bring them to court, and next thing you know, at least in this case, they're on the front page of every paper in the state. Yeah, at least on the front page you get a very public divorce, I guess. But I was talking with a few coworkers, and they all kind of agreed with, in concept, this kind of makes sense because a marriage is a legal binding thing, so it makes sense that if someone destroys a legal binding thing, there should be legal ramifications. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really difficult thing to prove. So politically, and kind of what this might mean for the state, I mean, yes, there's the question about whether he's going to get the $25,000 that he's asking for on some of these counts. But I think a much bigger question for the average voter is, did he exchange influence for sex? And, and that really is the core, I think, of the allegation that matters here outside of just their marriage or what it might mean for these three people. And there certainly were, if you read through the uh, lawsuit that was filed, there are allegations in there saying that some of this was for political reasons. And uh, also for uh, it also alleges in there that the woman uh, felt like if this came out, this affair came out, that she could possibly lose her job, which ultimately is resp- is uh, held and uh, paid for by the legislature. So that's kind of interesting as well. It is. I think that's really interesting. That So there's sort of two pieces that I think the public should pay attention to. Again, taking absolutely no position on whether they're right or wrong. This is why we have a court system. Um, but the reason you should pay attention, the reason you should care, you have this accusation that she essentially engaged in this relationship because she felt pressured to. She's saying that's not true, so we should make sure we mention that point. But he's saying, no, that was. Um, and the other wrinkle here that's interesting and potentially important, if it's true, is that Scott Lasseter saying that the speaker met him in a Biscuitville, and uh, in addition to, to having a pretty good breakfast, uh, they discussed uh, essentially favors that Lasseter could get from the speaker. So essentially Lasseter was saying that the speaker was offering to give him a job or give him some sort of a benefit uh, in exchange for keeping his mouth shut. And so the speaker has said they did have an affair. 
The speaker has said that he and Mr. Laster did meet in Biscuitville, but he's saying this had absolutely nothing to do with power, that they, quote, hugged it out at the end, and that this was, uh, uh, this was not, there was no offer of any sort of job or, or favor at all. I, I think it's also interesting to note that it was the day after Christmas that they uh, met at the Biscuitville. It all happened very quickly. From what I remember, uh, the uh, last Scott Lasseter confronted his wife, I believe, on the 21st of that December. And then just a few days later, on the 26th, is where he met with uh, Moore. So that all happened yeah. very quickly. It did. And, and Speaker Moore has said uh, to Don Vaughn of the News and Observer that they did engage in this relationship from 2019 through December 2022. So he did put some dates on it. He said that it was a casual um, relationship, that nothing formal, I guess that means. Like maybe you can let your mind wander, decide what a, a casual on and off again relationship like that might look like. That's not for me to describe. And I believe Certainly the House Speaker is, he's not married, right, Tim Moore? That is correct. That is correct. He is divorced, um, so he is uh, he is single. He is absolutely single, and there's, there's no question about that. So throughout any of this, there's been no question that, uh, that the Speaker is, is single. Obviously, we're going to find out more if and when this goes to court. Who knows if they'll settle outside of court? Uh, we don't know what the future holds. But assuming, if uh, just in this one hypothetical, if it comes out that there were nefarious things, Scott Lasseter is awarded money, that's going to look bad, obviously, on the House Speaker. Uh, what would it be the political uh, implications for him moving forward if this actually goes Scott Lasseter's way? Yeah, I mean, I think pretty pretty large. I mean, one, again, there's the the... The question of the payment, right? So Scott Lasseter is trying to get $25,000 for some of these counts. I think that part is probably less important, frankly, for Tim Moore's future. Tim Moore's already said that they did, in fact, have a relationship, an on-again, off-again casual relationship. But if what comes out is that, uh, that Tim Moore was trading on his power, I think that could have serious political implications. What might that mean for Tim Moore? There's no secret that Tim Moore would like to run for Congress. I think everybody expects when we see new congressional maps be drawn sometime this fall, there to be a nice, big, fat Republican district around Cleveland County where he's from. There probably won't be an incumbent Republican in that district. We all expect Tim Moore to run in that district. If this lawsuit goes sideways, if things are revealed throughout it, I think that is what would be drawn into question pretty quickly. It certainly could get very nasty very quick uh, once we really start digging into this in a court of law especially. Uh, Just one more question for you. Um, Sure. My goodness, my brain just totally blanked out. Uh, it's, it should be very it should be very intriguing. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, what I was going to say was is that uh, if Moore did offer these uh, favors or a job to Lasseter, something to benefit him, is there is there legality in that? Is that illegal for a political official to do? Yeah, you, you, you can't do that. Now, obviously, we'd have to see how it played out and, you know, what kind of evidence they had and what kind of proof. But, yeah, you, you, you can't offer people uh, jobs. Um, you, you can't peddle influence to, to keep your mouth shut. I mean, I think that is a pretty clear no-no. So we'll see what happens. Again, the speaker's denying that anything happened other than this relationship, which was consensual. Um, the woman claims that it was consensual as well. Uh, Scott Lasseter says something else is involved. And, and the other wrinkle that we haven't talked about is that Scott Lasseter also claims that the speaker hired someone to put a camera on his porch. 
Speaker is denying this, so that's yet another wrinkle to kind of watch play out here. And we'll see where it goes from here. His name's Chris Cooper. He's a political science professor at Western Carolina. Thanks for talking through this with me. Yeah, thanks for having me.